if you do not face the facts that you are hopeless at this point and can get better and need to get better, then you will lose. You will find that you might have a degree of success for a while and all of a sudden that will start to erode because the facade that you put up being a big shot builder starts to decay. It starts to erode. It starts to disappear and humans start to see through your bullshit story. How old are you going to be before you start to experience life like you want it? I want to tell you right now, whether you like it or not, there is a better way to do business. Everyone, welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. Welcome to you if you're in YouTube land. My name's Max. I'm the CEO at Smith & Sons here in Canada. Hey, um, great to have you tuning in. Always want to give value as much as, uh, as, much as we can. Um, just a bit of housekeeping to get started. Like and subscribe, tick the bell, all that kind of good stuff. Also, uh, be sure to check us out on Business for Builders VIP Facebook page. Uh, hit the button there and, you know, hit me. It'll, I'll, I'll get a request. And if you're a good sort, I'll let you in. Um, we've got a few videos and a few files. Um, it's a very much a work in progress, guys and girls. Be patient with me. I'm trying to get a lot of the stuff, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's very useful to general contractors uploaded there. Things like checklists and, you know, bits and pieces there that's going to help you get some clarity around some of the challenging stuff you've got in day-to-day business development. And, uh, of course, don't be shy. If you've got questions or anything like that, hit me up, max at businessforbuilders.ca. Uh, yeah, that's probably the best place to get me, and I shall get back to you uh, as soon as I can. Alrighty, so uh, today what I'm going to talk about real quick is uh, upskill or die. No, that's maybe the, maybe that's going to be the title, but maybe not. It's a little bit aggressive. Um, but, you know, it, I, obviously everything that I do on a daily basis, and just recently I'm taking on the role as an interim project manager, working on about four or five jobs currently. And, you know, it, it really does, it's a good immersion for me to get back in the game um, and really see what goes on, you know, in the heads of, you know, people around these building sites as, also, as well as working in close proximity to a general contractor who's really trying to put it all together, you know, do sales, you know, do ordering, making sure he's closing deals, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, when I'm talking about upskilling, I just look at, you know, some of the experiences that I've, I've had with certain individuals, you know, in my time here. And, you know, there's there's three things that stand out in my mind that you and I have to do well. And it really probably doesn't matter what type of business that we do. Matter of fact, it does not matter what type of business you're in. Whether you're a subcontractor, whether you're a general contractor or a home, new home builder, um, I don't care whether you're in a different industry, even outside of the construction biz, um, these three things will certainly, um, if you do them well, they will actually have... Uh, you know, a good impact on your business and certainly your business metrics and your bottom line. So, you know, we really want to make sure that, you know, we, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk has a good saying. He says, people that push and pull or are, are pushing hard and being patient at the same time, they are the folks that really, you know, win the game. And it's a kind of an interesting concept because I know that people are sitting, you know, listening to this right now. They're like, Max, I seriously want to do a $3 million revenue or, or sales this year. And, and yet they've just started in the last two years and they are not the type of person or they are not the complete person they need to be to actually own and operate a $3 million business successfully. Um, you know, I often hear guys and gals talking about, um, you know, how much revenue they've done, but I'm telling you, revenue is vanity, but profit is sanity. So, you know, I'm also super interested to know, hey, what was your net profit? Was it, you know, at least 10% of your, you know, your gross sales? Because that's kind of, that's the starting point. That's where you need to be. If you're down at 2 and 3%, your business is literally going out of business. So, um, you know, 
really that's what we want to do. We want to be able to give it our all, but then it's kind of like not hurry up and wait, but you know, we, we want to be activated and we want to be working and we want to be innovating and we want to be creating. But at some point, you know, having raised or continue to raise six kids, you don't get them to walk straight away or the week after they're born. There is a growing phase. It's like when a farmer plants a field, he doesn't go out there the next day to harvest. Understand there's a development process that's just part of nature. It's not something that's just designated for business. It is an organic process because businesses, for the most part, you know, are run by humans. So the speed of the leader determines the speed of the pack. So you got to make sure that you, if you're going to lead a three, four, five million dollar business, you got to make sure you're good enough to be to do that. Nobody's asking you to do that overnight, uh, but you got to understand there is a development process both within you as a person as well as externally in your business. Um, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about um, you know understanding the risk you know that associated with with overwhelm and that feeling where you're just like oh, I don't know whether I'm punch board or drilled. And that really can upset your ability to develop the business further. So I want to talk about three things, three areas within your business. Any business should need these or will require that you do these well. Um, the first one, salesmanship. Uh, the, fir- the second one is leadership. And the third one is, is management. Um, you know, when, when, like, it's really difficult for you and me as a general contractor if we don't know how to close deals. You know, I think some of us understand, you know, how to sell and we've got a bit of charisma, um, but maybe maybe we don't have the ability to actually go and ask for the business and we don't have the ability to make the clients feel uh, satisfied at that point when you do ask them for the business. So there's, there's a lot of necessity around your ability to sell uh, and to make sure that in the sales process, you're ticking all the boxes that the clients are looking for. Uh, you know, I, I might have mentioned on the last podcast that, you know, I went uh, I went and got a draw system fitted to my vehicle and the guy told me it was going to be, you know, 2200 bucks. What he didn't tell me was it was going to be, you know, 350 bucks to install. Now, I didn't ask him what the installation cost. Why should I? He just told me that to buy those and have them fitted to my vehicle, I, it was 2200 bucks. So, you know, it's fairly disappointing when you get there and you're like, oh, there's, you know, that that unexpected kind of extra over and above the budget that's why people hate salespeople because we spin shit out one side of our mouth and then we go and ask for a totally different thing on the other side. And so guys and gals, you know, this is why I guess when we talk about the difference between fixed price and, and, and uh, you know, uh, cost plus, it's easy for you to kind of get, get your foot in the door and start because there's no real level of commitment there. When we do fixed price, we've got to be absolute assassins We've got to be scientific and we've got to be bang on because if we don't, the clients can throw it back at us and say, well, you said it was fixed price. Why am I having to compensate you for your incompetence and for that oversight? And this is why I say that profit is a natural byproduct of great estimating. You need to have a really good approach to estimating to ensure that you're not missing anything. And so, you know, in the sales process, this is why salespeople have got such a bad name because they're, you know, they overpromise and they under under deliver. What we want to do is actually have the clients walking away and feeling like, wow, that was a much better experience than what I'd hoped for. And so, you know, and I'll get onto this. There's a very common thread between these these three items here today, folks. So keep an eye out for it. But it's all about focusing. Like, honest to God, the client doesn't and shouldn't have to worry about your feelings. You're there to do a job. You're not there to be their friend, although you need to be personable and you need to be relatable. Um, but I'm telling you, in the sales process, you've got to be solid. 
and and just trying to do the whole bait and switch thing is just such an indictment against you know clients intelligence that they they they're not stupid they there's so much they have the such the ability to go and do some research to find out what you're actually banging on about and trying to confirm that maybe in three or four sources and then they come back to you and go actually no I don't I don't think you're right that sounds like bullshit and then all of a sudden we're reeling and having to sort of make up shit to cover our our first you know you know incidental non-truth if you like and so you know that that salesmanship your role is to find out what's important to them the client and make it important to you um, also you don't want to get dragged around by you by your nose you're you're you know you're a construction professional and you, you you have every right to have your time looked after as much as the client so that's where it's up to you. You've got to have a systemized approach to sales. You've got to have a documented sales process. You've got to have the ability to extract the information from the client that you need to actually go and sell at the highest level. You need to find out who are the players. You need to find out who are the pretenders. You need to make sure that you get inside the heads of the clients as it relates to what their expectation is around what it's going to cost. Um, you know, I think too often we just don't like to ask the tough questions and we don't like to maybe ask, you know, for the money to to go and put together a proposal. Uh, and so, you know, we just, the say you just have to be better at selling. Selling cures everything, so long as your estimates, uh, your estimating process is, is on point as well. Um, you know, and part of that selling better is actually saying no to clients. That can be tough as well. So there's, you know, oh, Crikey, you could, you could, there'd be so many books that you could go read about selling. But, um, you know, I, I think we've got to focus down, stand back. You know that, okay, you can build stuff. That, that's, that's a given, uh, I hope. I hope you can build it really well as well. Um, and I'll talk a bit about that. But, you know, at first, you've got to have the ability to be able to sell your services to the clients. You've got to be able to understand and empathize with that demographic in that marketplace and know what's important to them. Because if you can find a need and fill it, you'll have a pipeline that's full of work or you'll have a workflow um, that's going to keep you busy for a very long time. So that was point number one was was salesmanship. You need to really um, double down and understand, folks, please be aware. Don't sit there and go, oh, Max, I'm a great salesperson. I've had enough people tell me that they can sell and they, they are not good salespeople. They are bad salespeople, okay? Um, you know, character and charisma are two different things. You know, the, 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 the way that you get people on site at the initial meeting is not good enough to sell them the whole deal. Uh, and I've seen enough guys come in and try and, you know, wow the clients and that they should just trust them because they've been in the industry for 20 years and out the back end, the clients are pissed off because all of a sudden what they were promised they're not getting now. And they can sense that there's some deception going on. Guys and girls, I kid you not, if you want to just go and shit on your business, just Pretend that you're good at sales. Look, what I want you to do is know where your weak spots are. You've got to go and do a SWOT analysis on your ability to sell. You've got to do a SWOT analysis on your selling processes, where your weak spots are. You've got to look at your strengths in selling, your weaknesses in selling, where the opportunities there are for you to, you know, where you excel um, and where you can really dive into, you know, a certain marketplace. And then look at the threats. What is threatening your success as it relates to making a sale? Crikey. Um, you know, the second one there is leadership. You've got to have clarity of vision. Uh, speed of the leader determines speed of the pack. You've got to have, again, a realistic understanding of your capabilities. You might not be the lead dog. 
you might be a, a, a someone who's better placed to actually serve a general contractor and really run tandem with that individual to build a business. You might not be good enough. You might not have an appetite for risk that's acceptable. You may not be able to live with the fact that you go to bed thinking about your business and you wake up thinking about your business. You might be, you know, you might not be the guy or gal that loves to have, you know, text messages from clients after hours. Um, you might not be, you know, the type of person that can, you know, compartmentalize your life in such a way that just because you get a rotten text message on Sunday afternoon from a client, it just goes and messes up the barbecue you have in that afternoon for, you know, with some buddies, uh, you know, like you've got to have the emotional quotient um, to, to be able to be the lead dog that your customers need to be, that your, uh, all of your team needs you to be, that your subcontractors and suppliers need to be, need you to be, and that your family needs you to be. Guys and gals, you've got to think about it. You've got to have that peripheral awareness up, and you please, 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 you've got to be self-aware here again as well. Leaders have got to have a clarity of vision. They've got to understand where it is they're going. Uh, they've got to understand what it is that they've got to do to get there. They have the ability to forecast 12 months from here, knowing what their goal is going to be, and they have the ability to reverse engineer to figure out what they've got to do today and this week to achieve that end result. The flip side of that too is every plan is just dying to get changed because that's what life does. And so you've got to be able to be in a position that you're comfortable with pivoting, 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 pivoting. I watched enough of the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, whatever it was. No one really won in a straight line to score a touchdown. I mean, they, they, they had to pivot all the time. They had to look for the open spaces. That's the key. If you want to score a touchdown, you don't want to run into a guy. You want to run around a guy. You want to go to some open space. You want to put another guy into some open space and give him the ball. And so, guys and gals, you've got to have clarity of vision on, 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 on the fly, but also in a planning, a strategic planning uh, part of uh, the, the plan as well. And then, of course, you know, further to leadership qualities, you've got to have a great attitude. Um, you know, blaming people, you know, blaming situations. Oh, I get bad leads, you know. Like, it's just the biggest load of horse shit. What is, what is life trying to teach you? Maybe, maybe the universe is giving you bad leads because it wants to see whether you're not you've got the chops to be able to actually believe that there's good leads amongst it and you have the ability to be patient and actually to go and farm the leads and to follow up. I can't tell you how many times <clears throat> we go back and farm on behalf of our general contractors the leads that we've got three months ago and they're like, oh yeah, I was just thinking about you the other day. I was going to give you a call. Like, dude, you just cannot sit there and wait for it to drop out of the friggin' sky. Like, there is a level of creativity, and this is what it comes back down. This is why we're on leadership. As the leader, I have to be innovative. I have to be systemized. I'm the one that's got to be able to take the hits. I'm the one that's got to be able to take the accolades and not get too high on my own supply. I've got to be an absolute flatliner. When things are great, I'm flatlining. When things are shit, I'm flatlining. You know, I've got to be able to compartmentalize. I've got to be able to prioritize. You know, I've got to be able to manage um, certain things and figure out what do I need to attack first. Uh, you know, I, because that's what, so all of that determines how fast you run as a, as a business leader. And therefore, that means people can tuck in behind you because that's what they do. And they follow you. They say, well, if that's where Max is going, I'm with him. I like what he's doing. I'll run as fast as I can to keep up with him. Whereas if you've got good people in your business and they're hitting your bumper, um, they, they're basically going to go, I can't, I can't work with this guy. I've got to go. And I've had it. I've had guys walk through the door here and, and talk about my general contractors. They walk in with a six-pack and say, I can't work with that guy again. He's impossible. 
And I, I, that's the facts. That's exactly what happens. I've had that several times with different employees. And I'm telling you, if you do not face the facts that you are hopeless at this point and can get better and need to get better, then you will lose. You will find that you might have a degree of success for a while and all of a sudden that will start to erode because the facade that you put up being a big shot builder starts to decay. It starts to erode. It starts to disappear and humans start to see through your bullshit story and they leave you. And then all of a sudden, you might have started out as a three, four, five hundred thousand dollar business, and you got into a few good jobs, and you maybe go to two million dollars. Then, then all of a sudden, you turn around, and nobody wants to stick around and work with you um, because you're a really rotten leader, folks. I have seen it happen. It's absolutely how it happens. And if you lack self awareness and you can't look yourself in the mirror and go, "I need to find someone who can coach me," someone that's got that's brave enough to tell me maybe where I'm going wrong, if I ask them to do that, um, then you're going to find yourself not scaling up a business. What you're going to find yourself doing is going around the mountain. And I think that's going to be a great infographic. You know, you can either go around the mountain, around the mountain, around the mountain, around the mountain, and find yourself back in the same spot, same spot, same spot, or you can scale the mountain and go to the summit. That's two different approaches, but it requires two different types of people. That's leadership, right? The last one here is management, management, management. Now, like I said at the beginning of the show, I've just moved into a project manager's role. And so for me, I've got a certain style and I'm a little bit intense. Um, I'm very good at what I do. Um, I've been around this frigging gig for a long time and I've kind of seen a lot. And so when I go onto a job site, instantly something in my intuition tells me what is going on and what's not going on. And, and so, you know, uh, I've had the, uh, I don't know, the unenviable job of trying to correct the course on a couple of jobs with the general contractor because the previous guy was a turkey and couldn't, I won't say what he couldn't organise, but he certainly, he certainly wouldn't go to get a job with me, that is for certain. But this guy had all the charisma. He would tell us how good he is. Tell my general contractor, he's got 20 years experience. You know, and so it's just like where, where, like we did, we were finishing off one small bathroom job, and he he hasn't got the insulation inspection done on it, and now it's it's ready to hand over, it's ready to give to the client, it's painted, it's finished. It's like what? And this guy is a gangster, apparently. You know, nothing but a bullshit artist, nothing but a freaking seagull, just wants to wants the position and is worried about his own status, but actually doesn't give a shit about the guy he's working for, doesn't give a shit about the clients that they're working for, doesn't give a shit about the reputation of the business, just wants to punch a clock and get a paycheck. Guys and girls, we need to have ways, and maybe I've got to come up with some way. I actually was joking around with the general contractor saying, I need to come up with an app that I can scan you on my iPad and it will, it'll, it'll be like a bullshit meter, you know? It'll be like, no, this guy is not what he's saying is. He's full of, full of bullshit. And so, you know, guys and gals, it's really important that, you know, we, we understand management because if, if we can't do it ourselves and we can't deliver management services um, to our own business, how is it possible that we are going to scale up a business rather than going around the mountain if we don't know what a good project manager looks like? So... We, we need to, this is why, we, why I said it, you know, um, probably at the beginning of the show, it's like we've got to push hard and be patient, push hard and be patient. 
because we're in the development process. We as a leader are developing. We as a salesperson are developing. And what I always say is you've got to have a black belt understanding of all of the trades, but I'm telling you, you've got to have a black belt understanding um, actually of, of what it takes to be a good salesperson leadership and a manager as well. You've got to, and you and I are both, what do we do? I finished my apprenticeship when I was 20. Bang, I'm on the street. I could be a business owner of a construction business. Are you freaking kidding me? I can build shit, yeah, but I don't necessarily know how to run a business, how to scale up a business, how to make a profitable business, how to systemize a business, how to be the leader in the business, how to be a great salesperson, you know, how to be a great manager. Like we we didn't get any of that in trade school. We certainly don't get it on a building site. And so what happens? Oh, that's right. Our businesses start kicking us in the ass and we're like, "Why? I'm such a good guy. I'm I'm so good at building decks." It doesn't mean shit. There's so much more education. We've got to push for education before we go, I want to do two million bucks a year. It's ridiculous. I've had guys in my conference room um, that have said to me in the first year they want to do four million bucks. Well, how much did you do last year? Oh, three quarters of a million. What makes you think you can grow a business in a new town by four times in the first 12 months? Yeah, like, really? This is not just a case of, oh, just because you make a decision, it's going to happen. There's so much shit getting pushed against you to want you to fail. It is an absolute struggle. The struggle is real. And so, um, you know, I think in the delivery of your projects, in the delivery, you know, of in your sales process, you've got to understand that management is in, you've got to manage sales. You've got to manage your leadership capabilities. And, and of course, you've got to, you know, project manage. Um, nothing can bring a, bring a builder unstuck if all of a sudden he does his back costing and he starts looking, you know, at, uh, you know, his, his level of either liability or equity in the business is neg- in a negative cash position because there was blowout after blowout after blowout or there was delays, delays, delays. Um, you know, like you can't afford not to get an, uh, uh, an insulation inspection because you're going to have to pull some freaking, a lot of drywall off so they can get it reinspected. That is just going to, that that will That'll destroy your business. It'll destroy your morale. And for you to dig yourself out of a cock-up like that um, is going to be massive. And that's why the people that we put on the building side, they need to know exactly what I expect. And automatically, you know, here's something I haven't done is a checklist. And it's so basic because back in my new home building days, um, we would have those milestones with checklists uh, on a checklist as it relates to inspections. So you'd have, you know, your footing inspection, slab inspection, frame inspection, um, you know, plumbing inspections, obviously the electrical, they were self-certified where I come from. And then your final, you know, your final completion or your occupancy occupancy certificate, you know, those things need to be detailed because like, hang on a minute, we haven't had the insulation inspection, but we've got drywall on site, time out what's going on. There's got to be accountability in our management of the delivery system within our construction businesses. If we do not, and we're gunslinging it and we're kind of doing it, the you know, just by kind of what in our, in our head and we've got four or five jobs and what if they're all at different stages? You can't possibly remember that. So this is where software and systems are really going to help you do your, you know build your business. So guys and girls, you know, that would be salesmanship. You've got to work on that every day. You've got to get better because I'm telling you, you've got to get better today than what you did yesterday. That's just the way it is. Your ability to lead, your leadership capability, um, your understanding of the difference between IQ, your intelligence quotient, and EQ, your emotional quotient, and how it impacts your ability to lead. Um, and then, of course, management, you know, how, how you manage yourself, and then, of course, how you manage, uh, you know, these projects, getting them to completion, how you deal with certain, you know, interferences in the project, how you deal with oversights that you've made in the construction project, how do you deal um, with delays in ordering from, you know, uh, supplies, those sorts of things is about what's your management system, how is it that you're managing projects right across the board, good and bad. 
guys and girls, if you've got any questions about that, hit me up, Max, at Business for Builders. Check out our Business for Builders Facebook group, VIP Facebook group. Hit the join button. I'll uh, let you in if you're a good sort. Um, hit the bell, you know, all that sort of good stuff as well. And I will uh, see you on the next episode. Hope that helps. Go build a kick-ass business. See you on the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.